0: Ladies and gentlemen.
1: Ali, a sneaky right hand. Another sneaky right hand. This time he works over the shoulder for me.
2: a mandatory eight
0: count and Foreman is as poised as can be.
1: In the entertainment capital of the world. Right now he backs off from a sharp right uppercut to the body by right Tyson. Again, a double right hand to the body and the chin. Down goes Lorenzo Boyd. The count is five. The count is six. The count is eight. He will not get up.
2: It's over. It's the T.C. Martin Show. The man is dangerous. He's dangerous. He's crazy. Uh, <laughs> and don't give a damn about nothing. That's true. He says, ah, come at you.
1: It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. Fighting out of the blue corner. T.C. Martin. And he hit it with that punch, I think his eyes went into separate orbits there. The doctor is now in.
2: Let's get it on!
1: And a very happy Friday to you. It is the T.C. Barton Show live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Glad to have you with us wherever you may be uh, here at the sportsbook powered by William Hill. Today, we've got to talk football, and there's a lot going on, obviously, in the NFL. Bowl games underway as well, too, so we'll hit all that. Special guests in the house today as well. Moreland Greenwood is going to join us next hour. The former NFL linebacker played with uh, Miami in Houston and also a former Raider, and he is the NFL director of the uh, Alumni Association here in Las Vegas. So he will join us next hour. And then, of course, our Best Bet segment coming your way, Marco D'Angelo in the house from Wager Talk, as well as Trevor Maddich from ESPN. But we're kicking the show off today with our very good friend, the former two time it's going to it's going to take some time for me to say former with yeah. this guy two time welterweight champion of the world <laughs> was just in action 4 weeks ago here in Las Vegas the Mandalay Bay in definitely one of the biggest fights that we've had this year Showtime Sean Porter in the house. He battled Terence Crawford four weeks ago, and after the fight, Showtime Sean Porter announced his retirement. So this is the first time that I have seen you. Yeah. One of your 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 it's, first public
2: appearances, right? Yeah. I was since like since being retired. I was been I've been waiting for three weeks. I'm like, dang, TC ain't gonna call.
1: <laughs> That's not even <laughs> true, man. The fight didn't go the
2: way he expected it to, so he's not gonna call. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, great, man. Uh, still uh, busy. And uh, retirement doesn't feel like Mm. retirement because I'm still busy. Mm. I'm still working out. (laughs) You know, life hasn't changed much. That was the first thing I was going to ask you.
1: How have the last four weeks been and how have your days been different?
2: than they were before you know what my days are different because i think my wife expects me to all the responsibilities now mine oh
1: you got the honeydew
2: list yeah so all (laughs) the responsibilities. double b and i know all about that now (laughs) mine yeah camp camp life is over (laughs) you know and and the fight's over so um you know i'm 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 mostly with the family Mm -hmm. and then i got a lot of other ventures Mm -hmm. that um that i'm into and i'm exploring and and things of that nature Mm -hmm. so i mean i think by now everyone should know but should have known that I've always been more than a fighter mm. and uh you know now it's just time to do you know everything else I've wanted to do.
1: Mm. All right. We got a lot to talk about today. Um Showtime Sean Porter is in the house. Uh, we'll we'll talk about the retirement. We'll talk about his last fight. Uh the adventures that he's got uh, coming up here today. Double B Brian Benowitz in the house with us of course on a Friday here at the Cosmopolitan. Double B looking good sporting the the blue. Now You know Showtime Sean Pease, an Ohio
0: State guy. I mean, what are you trying to start here? No, he, he's a Cleveland guy. He's, he's already said go. he's not really much of the college That's a good point. So, there you go. Yeah, there yeah. You go. You go. I, would, I would never show up in, like, a Pittsburgh or a Ravens outfit. Yeah, never.
1: Yeah, never. Exactly. All right. So we're going to talk to the, about the Browns. But, uh, obviously, breaking news here. We need to start the show off with this, that the NFL has rescheduled three games for this weekend. And uh, the foremost here in Las Vegas, even though the game is not here, it's in Cleveland. And uh, I don't know if Showtime Sean Porter was planning on, on being there, uh-uh. but this game got moved. <laughs> it was supposed to be tomorrow. The Raiders and the Browns, the game, because of uh, the all of the COVID situations that's going on with the Cleveland Browns, they moved the game till Monday. It'll be an afternoon start here at 2 p.m., so 5 o'clock back in Cleveland. Raiders and Cleveland game moved from tomorrow at 1.30 to Monday at 2 p.m. They're not the only game that's affected. The Seattle Seahawks and the L.A. Rams moved till Tuesday, and the Washington football team at Philadelphia moved to Tuesday as well. All of those teams hit heavily by uh, more COVID cases. The Rams are 25. Washington is is about 25, 26, and Mm -hmm. the Cleveland Browns, as we know, as of before we went on the air today. (laughs) <laughs> 18 is what I have, but who, who really knows? So, uh, yeah, uh, the COVID situation, like we talk about all the time, is a fluid situation, and uh, we were hoping we would not be here, and we had be, been going pretty smoothly up until this past week, and uh, here we go, Brian, we're here.
0: Well, you noticed that uh, in Montreal last night, TC, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Canadians went without fans, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which, was, which was quite shocking to see. Uh, especially after being back at, at T-Mobile and to see the excitement that we were in just a few months ago, to see nobody in the building again was was, was disheartening.
1: Yeah. yeah, The NHL's been affected, the NBA. Chicago Bulls had two games postponed because the NBA has a rule where you have to have at least eight players, and the Bulls couldn't do that. They only had seven. We saw the Brooklyn Nets the other night. They feel that a team with eight went overtime and ended up winning the game. But all sports are effective with this. But, uh, you know, we know how the NFL is king. And, uh, you know, now, uh, (laughs) you know, games are are, are being effective. So the good news is the games have not been, uh, you know, canceled or forfeited. Because remember, the NFL said going back to this summer, we're not going to be dealing with postponements here. And now all of a sudden we've got three postponements but there are there are teams like the Raiders who are saying, we think the Browns should
2: forfeit. So that is out there as well now. And it's your first 17 game season too. Yeah. So I mean, you're prolonging the season. I, I, I'm a Browns fan and I get it. Yeah. But when you're looking at a, a team not having 18 of their players, probably half of which are key players on the team. Not from starters, yeah. You you have to make a decision. I, I personally believe that postponing the game is the fair decision. Mm-hmm. However, when you're looking at a seventeen game season for the first time, you gotta I think that should have been considered as well. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, it's a fluid thing, TC. Um, things have changed. Uh, there's new variants in the mix and uh, uh, things that are, you know, uh, kind of getting past your, your initial two uh, vaccinations. So uh, uh, they need to get out there and get everybody boosted and hopefully that'll help out. Uh, but it's it's a thing where they have to change and they have to be aware of public safety. And, uh, you know, the main thing, you want to make sure that these athletes are okay. Uh, some of these people get this long COVID, and it's awfully hard to get out of it. So, uh, the main thing is to take the precautions and make sure the athletes and the people that are enjoying the games are okay. Right. Uh, even here in Las Vegas, uh, our UCLA Bruins uh, just canceled the game against North Carolina tomorrow, and that's a yeah. uh, that's a bummer for a lot of people who I knew were coming out for the game, both from North Carolina and from LA. So, uh, uh, I wasn't going to be able to go to it, but. Right. uh uh, it's a very disappointing thing for people to have, especially when you're playing a lot of that stuff. Yeah, around.
1: well, this all started with Ohio State because it's they have the doubleheader, uh, the CBS Sports Classic, nationally televised on CBS. The first game at noon was supposed to be UCLA and North Carolina, followed by Kentucky and Ohio State. So the Ohio State Buckeyes have the COVID issues, so they didn't make the trip. So uh, Kentucky was sitting there going, wait a minute, we're, 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 we're coming, we're here. Mm-hmm. We want to play. Mm-hmm. And then UCLA actually, because of – COVID precautions. Mm -hmm. We talked to Tracy Murray on the show yesterday, who uh, does the, uh, you know, the former UCLA Bruin uh, had said that uh, they believe that Mick Corona and their head coach had it. But uh, so they canceled their game against Alabama state a couple Mm -hmm. nights ago to get everybody tested. And uh, then the announcement comes today that UCLA is not going to play. So luckily North Carolina is still making the trip, Kentucky. So instead of a doubleheader, at least the, North Carolina and Kentucky are going to play not a bad matchup at T-Mobile Arena tomorrow afternoon.
0: Oh, that is good. I, didn't, I did not realize that that had occurred. But yeah. the, uh, the Alabama State one was interesting because yeah. I looked at it. They were favored by 35. I'm like, right. perfect, game's getting ready to start. I turned on. <laughs> they must have stopped it like minutes before the game started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we,
1: I got news that it was like about an hour ahead of time that, that, that the game wasn't going to happen because I talked to Tracy earlier in the day, and he goes, hey, I can't come on today. we got a game tonight. You know, I'll, I'll come on the day after or whatever. Yeah. I was like, I go, what happened here? <laughs> So, yeah, it, like you said, fluid situation. So we'll continue to update everyone uh, regarding uh, the events that are going on. we got bowl games to talk about. We'll talk more about the NFL schedule. And uh, we'll dive into the Raiders and the Browns here a little bit later. But, again, showtime, Sean Porter in the house. And, uh, you know, I want to spend some time, obviously, uh, with him. Sean, I never uh, – I shouldn't say never. That's totally wrong. But all the time that we've known each other with you, you know, fighting here – and, uh, you know, having big-time fights. We knew that the, the retirement was going to come at some point in time. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think anybody knew that it was going to be coming this quickly yeah. after your fight, except you. <laughs> yeah. Because, as you said, after the fight. So, if you can, um, talk to us about how you came to this decision.
2: Um, the long story short is I really just analyzed everything I was doing, had done in, 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 in the sport. And what more was there for me to do? And, you know, when I when I looked at that question, the answer was, well, you, you, you've you already fought Nero Spence Jr., who was regarded as the guy in the welterweight division, now going up against Terrence Crawford, being the guy. there's There's nothing more for you to do. You can obviously move up to 154 or still try to, you know, fight at 147, and I just – you know, like I said, when we started this this this, this show, I, I'm, I'm more than an athlete, more than a fighter, mm-hmm. and I've really just been itching to do more things with my life. And I feel that, you know, I've done practically everything that I wanted to do in the sport of boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, moving up and, and, and capturing multiple titles and multiple weight classes has never been a plan of mine. I, I feel like that was a thing that really... Once Manny did it, I think that people really started to, fighters started to look at that and see make that a goal of theirs. never been a goal of mine, you know. Oh. So once I looked at, you know, basically uh, conquering the, the welterweight division without having beat everyone, mm. there's, to me there's nothing more for me to do. Mm. Move on, live the rest of your life, and have fun. Mm.
1: You had said that you had made up your mind before the Crawford fight four weeks ago, that yeah. even if you won that fight and they wanted a rematch – or either way that you weren't going to do it. So you you it, knew when you made that ring walk at Mandalay Bay four weeks ago that that was it for you.
2: Oh yeah, I knew that was it when I made the ring walk. I, I treated everything the same. Uh, pretty much kept my mouth closed to. You keep a great secret, by the way. I kept my mouth closed to practically everyone except for my wife, uh-huh. and she's she's known for years right. where, where you know where we were going with this, and um, you know even everything the the locker room, no one essentially knew what it was coming and the reason why I did that was because I didn't want anyone's energy to change at all and I, I I felt like uh that was the only way that I could keep it fair to myself and fair to everyone else who was involved was that if everyone understood like hey this is just another night we need to add any more or less energy or pressure to this let's go out there and do everything we need to do and I felt like you know even in in the losing the fight we I meet myself I did everything that I felt felt that I could do to the point of of the stoppage.
1: Let's talk a little bit about that, too, with the stoppage. So it's a great fight. Um, You're winning rounds. You're right there. And then here comes the 10th round. Uh, Unfortunately, you go down twice. Yeah. Um, It looked like you had shaked off shook off both of those knockdowns and I saw the frustration when you were pounding the canvas because you know I don't know and I I know we talked briefly after the after the fight the press conference that it was like I didn't know if you had that flashback with Earl Spence Jr. because it was that 10th round where it's like oh my gosh I can't believe I went down and then you finished strong because like we've talked about so many times if you stand up in that fight you probably defeat Earl Spence Jr. yeah in that point in time how shook were you in that tenth round? And I gotta ask you the question, could you have continued?
2: Um, I think the first knockdown was more of what they call a flash knockdown. Right. It wasn't I wasn't necessarily hurt. It was just kinda like my legs kind of buckled for a second and I went down, but that second one it was like it was, the frustration really came over me because I was getting hit multiple times and I and, and, and I had the thoughts of move your head you're getting hit, you know what, what? What are you doing? And then boom, I go down, and it's like you, you're better than this, right. you know. And I just let I had a human moment, and a moment where you can't be human in the boxing ring. And uh, you know, I let it get the best of me. I think from the outside looking in, my dad, uh, my dad saw danger, and uh, he he chose to to wave the, the uh, uh, to wave the fight off at that point. Getting up, I felt. I felt fine. I think that um, I was not really in the right frame of mind, mm-hmm. and I do know that if the fight had continued, I don't know how how much longer we had, but um, the frame of mind that I was in was not a, a mindset that would keep me from getting hurt. Mm-hmm. It was it was a mindset that was gonna was gonna the the damage that was being done more than likely would have continue. And so in that respect, I do appreciate my dad throwing in the towel.
1: Was that mindset? At that moment, the 10th round, or was that mindset creeping into you earlier before the fight?
2: You know what? That mindset was in the 10th round. Yeah. Because, I mean, you looked fantastic up until that point in time. Yeah. I mean, you were down by one point on two of the three
1: judges' scorecards.
2: It's crazy. And, you know, the the interesting thing is in boxing, it's just like in football, it's it's just a matter of inches. Mm -hmm. And in boxing, it's a matter of seconds. Mm -hmm. And literally, people might not believe this, but in a matter of seconds – you can have a couple of thoughts, mm-hmm. and if those thoughts are thoughts that take your focus and attention away from the boom, 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 and I went down. It was like my focus was broken in that moment, and I was never able to recover mentally mm-hmm. to get myself in a place not only to, to survive that round but to continue to fight. You know. When your dad stopped the fight. What was your immediate reaction? Um, that, that right there. When I, when yeah. I, I was confused. When I, saw him, yeah. <laughs> when I saw him up on the ring, I, my thought was, uh. I was like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't understand it. Yeah. And um, I think I stood there for just a second. Yeah. And my dad is mad. He waves me over. And the next thought was, shit, it's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. When, when you when you prepare for this and you've had all, all, every, all of my preparations for after this have been put into place but in the moment is what matters the most and I was like damn this moment's done right now you know yeah. so it definitely was like it was a little mind blowing in the moment. I mean not only that but like you said you knew
1: that this was going to be your last fight yeah. so I, I can't even fathom I can't even imagine being in your position where you're going through that You're basically right in the fight. I mean, you're a round or two from winning, you know, this, and then you go down once, and then you go down twice, and then, like you said, okay, not in the right frame of mind now, and then your dad stops the fight, and it's like, wait a minute, I know I could have continued, and not only, well, there's no tomorrow, because I've already made up my
2: mind that there is no more. And I can't imagine being in your shoes. This is the hard thought. The hardest thought that I've had recently is what if my dad let the fight continue and i made it out of the round i go back to this and i sit on the stool and he gathers me and gets me where i need to be not only to fight my my butt off but to actually win Mm -hmm. and i do know that my dad has that in him to get me where i need to be to 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 to, you know accomplish the mission Mm -hmm. the goal and that's been the hardest thought for me because it's Mm -hmm. like now i'm realizing that I probably could have continued. I probably could have won. Mm-hmm. I probably could have changed some of the, the um the, the things that I was doing and the styles that I was using to to again not only make it through the fight, but to actually win the fight. That's been the, the hard the hard thought for me.
1: Have you did you struggle with that and wrestle with that? I mean days later,
2: even no, weeks later, no? Uh uh-uh, uh nope. Okay. Nope. That thought now has just came over me in the last in this last week. Okay. And I've, i you know, you go through a multiple sure. of thoughts and, and emotions and all that kind of stuff. Actually win, lose, or draw. Sometimes you, you go through a number of mm-hmm. emotions and in certain fights and situations. Um, but this one they've been slow. And it's been more positive than anything. But right. last week was finally, I guess you finally yeah. come to reckon, you know, realize, like, damn, I was close. And damn, if he didn't. Mm. And damn, if I did. <laughs> you, right, know, right, thoughts, right, you know, all those thoughts. And the
1: thing about it is we've seen fighters retire before at either advanced age where they don't have their faculties anymore. They don't have the skill set anymore. That is the farthest thing from you. I mean, again, you're fighting for... You know, the world championship. I mean, every, and again, it's in, and you're not only there, you're, you know, one point behind when you go down and you're in pristine shape. You have all your faculties <laughs> together. Yeah. You're, 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 you know, still in your early 30s. Listen to this. I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy because.
2: My, my dad and I have been together from the beginning. Yeah. And when I turned pro, my dad said to me, he says, I don't want you doing this forever. If we have it the way we need it to, I want you to retire by the time you're 30. I don't want you taking punches, so many punches through the course of your career and your life that when you're 50, 60 years old, there's something wrong. He said, we're out of this by the time we're 30. And we didn't know anything about the business, and right. we didn't know that you end up fighting once a year, right. and, you know. The list goes on from there. And so, really, you know, when you think about it, the goal was 30, and I basically been 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 making goals since 30, and when's the time, and who's it gonna be, and so on and so forth. So, what four years passed? Our goal, our initial plan, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, in a lot of ways, I have far exceeded even my expectations mm-hmm. or the expectations of the family. Like you
1: said, very little time to kind of process everything, and you really didn't have a chance to talk with your dad immediately because, again, next thing you know, uh, they stopped the fight. Uh, you're being interviewed. You got to go back to the to the locker room. Then you got to come and face. You know, all of us guys in the media and then yeah. a- answer all these questions. So you really, you know, didn't have that that time to, to talk to your dad like, hey, why? What happened? And I know you. Yeah, I know the relationship that you guys have. Yeah. I mean, you guys respect each other. Yeah. Um, but I've got to ask you, when your dad was interviewed in the ring there and you heard him say... That uh, I had to stop. They said, "Why'd you stop the fight?" And he said, and I'm paraphrasing here. He goes, "Basically, I could uh, because of Sean's training." He was kind of alluding to that you were watching the clock during training. You didn't train like you normally do. When you heard that, what were your thoughts?
2: You know what? In the moment, um, something that my dad has learned too—that he did not really exercise his his intelligence in that moment. But we've mm-hmm. always managed to. First of all, we've always managed to keep our personal life and our personal business out of the out of the the uh professional business of the sport but even beyond that we both managed to understand that this is what you should say this is what you shouldn't say this is how you should express it so on and so forth i really do think that he was so he, he was caught up in the moment and and very uh upset and 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 angry about the moment that i think the only thing he could do was defend himself and I think that when, when he got up, when he threw the towel in, he felt like he had to defend himself for throwing in the towel, opposed to defend the team. And this is why the fight had to be stopped. You know, so when he got up there and said everything, I, I knew where it was coming from. Uh, I, I know my dad better than anyone, so you know, I, I said on, on my podcast, you know, hey. Barry Sanders' dad will, will, will look at him in his eyes and tell him he's not the best running back of all time. Mm-hmm. I said half the, the population in America will tell him he's the be- the greatest running back of all time. But his dad, who's the closest person to him, if not one of the, mm-hmm. won't say it. I said you have to understand that sometimes the dad and the father of the son, we have a relationship and an understanding that no one in the world will understand. Now Barry's dad will say that to him, and Barry's dad and Barry will probably smile at him and keep it pushing. In a situation like that, I had to smile and keep it pushing. You know, I understood where my dad was coming from. He 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 was not satisfied with everything that i did in training and it was because it was a lot of pushback it was a lot of okay we've been here before we don't need to go we don't need to do that we've done it we don't need to do that we've done that you know and you know he he got pushback in this camp for the very first time and you know he didn't really appreciate that and brought that to the ring
1: Thank you for opening up and being so yeah, honest. Uh, yeah. How did you feel you were for preparation for this fight, uh, knowing that yeah. this was the last time you are going to step in the squared circle?
2: I, I looked at everyone else. I looked at uh, a- anyone who would listen to me and say, hey, uh, we're, we're ready. Yeah. I'm excited. This is the most excited I've ever been for a fight. Yeah. In retrospect, probably because it was the biggest fight of my life right. and in and, 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 and respect to a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt 100%, and uh, you know, with that being said, I, I can't take any anything away from Terrence Crawford. Right. He, he's the guy. Right. Yeah.
1: Great fight. Um, you Gave great uh, account of, of yourself, no doubt about that. And did did you feel that that um, that you were you had still had a shot to win that fight if you you did?
2: You know what? So you know you gotta analyze everything right. after the fight. After the two knockdowns, you know, if you're being realistic, because now it's a 10-7 round. Now now it's a 10-7 round. That's an ugly round right there. You know, um, I, I, my, my real, I, I did not want to draw. I did not want people to say, oh, you got to do it again. I. I got cut in the second round. I, my first thought was, oh, S-H-I-T. Right. I need this to go two more rounds because if it gets stopped, everybody's going to want me to do everything I did prior to this again, and I don't want to do right. it again, you know. So um, I think if more than anything, I was glad that the fight finished right. and someone had their hand raised opposed to me fighting, giving a valiant effort, and it coming up to a draw, and people wanting more. You've known Terrence Crawford a long time. You've wanted this fight.
1: Uh, Now once you got into the ring with him, was it what you expected? Uh, even though you guys had sparred way, way back when you guys were, were young. We have never been in the ring.
2: Never have been in the ring. Never even been though in the ring. you guys knew each other. Okay. Just knew each other. And when we were younger, I'm 165 pounds. That's true. He's 132 that's, that's pounds. That's true. That's true. And th- we never saw the day right. coming, and then it ended up happening. So what were your
1: thoughts? As that fight is? You get, you know, the fight starts,
2: and you're going through the rounds, and, oh. and you're winning rounds, are you thinking like, man, you, you know, know what's crazy is I didn't I, – it was so hard for me in my mind to feel like, you know, you won that round, you won that round, you won that round. He won that round. Yeah. Excuse me. I felt like a lot of the rounds were, could have gone either way.
1: Oh, no doubt. Therefore. And hearing
2: that uh, that I was up on two or three scorecards is, uh, you know, that's 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 pretty cool. Um, but more than anything, I was able to see the talent that the and why he's so talented. Um, a lot like Floyd Mayweather, and I'm not afraid to say this. A lot like Floyd Mayweather, he has a a consistent focus and a and a and a mindset that can basically cannot be broken. I go on record for saying this too. If I can't break it, then, <laughs> then I don't know who can. So uh, I, I I was not able to break him, and I have not seen that out of anyone in my in my life in the boxing ring, mm-hmm. amateur or pro. And that's what makes him uh, the number one guy in the welterweight division. You got it. Yeah.
1: Showtime, Sean Porter in the house. Uh, the Recently retired Showtime Sean Porter uh, talking about his last fight against Terrence Crawford, uh, a great battle just four weeks ago here in Vegas at the Mandalay Bay. All right, now that you are officially retired, uh, (laughs) thing you don't miss as of right now, you can just fill out the blank. I'm glad I don't have
2: to. I'll probably <laughs> <laughs> I probably swim. I hated the swim workouts. Um, that makes two of us. Yeah, I mean, and and it, you know it's funny because the transition is. It, this is a true transition. Right. I've I've run on the treadmill. I've run on the. I've done bike work. I've done. You know, track work on the track. I've run bleachers and I've done everything that there that you could do as a fighter. And it's like now, like okay, you're gonna delete probably half of that just right. because you don't need to do it anymore. Yeah. But there's some things you do need to do to keep yourself in shape, to keep yourself yeah. physically. Uh, You'll be you going know, on bike rides you. like Double B does. His 25 mile
0: bike rides. He's gonna join me next week. do so <laughs> <ready laughs> you go.
2: It's like you know, it's like okay. So when so that's the thing. Like when do you jump on the bike and do a real <laughs> right. workout, a right. bike workout? Right. You know what I mean? So it's. It's funny, man. Um, my son said today uh, we're going to the gym, and I, I said no. Yeah. And he says we're not. I said no, we don't go to the gym anymore. I was like, uh, we'll probably go tomorrow, though.
0: That's <laughs> good. <laughs> uh,
2: what will you miss the most? Um The, uh, the walk, the, the yeah. night of. Oh, 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 man. Yeah. I guarantee you, that's why everybody comes back. Yeah. No, nope, they come back for the money, but they come back for that adrenaline rush that you pretty much can't duplicate.
0: Uh-huh. It's hard to leave the limelight, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the interesting thing for me is that's that was my favorite part. Weird enough, right. my favorite part was all of the fans in the stands, the screaming um, wow. the booing, the yelling, yeah. I mean, everything, yeah. you know, you hear some of the silliest things in, in a quiet moment you're in right. the boxing ring, <laughs> and then you, you, you hear voices that you recognize, you hear you hear the boos, the ahs, all of that, you know, you you, you get, somebody's getting on you, and you're like, oh, man, they're rooting for this guy, you're getting on them, like, yeah, you yeah. know, you, I'll miss all that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's funny to hear... The fighters say that because I say that all the time. They go, hey, you know, what sporting event do you like to go to the most, whether as a fan or you're covering? And for me, it's a world championship Mm -hmm. boxing event because of the ring walk to see those fighters. And in that moment when the crowd is on their feet and the music's pumping and everything Mm -hmm. and there is that anticipation from a fan standpoint, to me, there's nothing like it can only imagine what it's like you know because with some fighters they might be a little bit nervous and you know when we when we saw guys that fight mike tyson and you know michael spinks and bruce Seldon, those guys didn't even want to get in the ring you know but then you know guys like you i mean
2: like when you when you're looking at you saying, man why did you fight errol spence jr i said man he was the guy on my list but Mm -hmm. to get in the ring i knew everybody was going to come see that i knew it was going to be loud and i knew i get everything that i wanted out Mm -hmm. of the moment and the same thing with terrence crawford
1: right Makes it worth it. Showtime Sean Porter uh, in the house. Uh, the recently retired Showtime Sean Porter. <laughs> I guess it's gonna. It's gonna. Get... Now that doesn't mean you know you're off the hook. Now you can have to have more appearances coming on the show now.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know. Before it's like okay, <laughs> I don't want to bug him because he's training, he's getting ready for a fight. There you know. Go. There it is. Yeah. Put uh, me on salary. There it is. <laughs> 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 Look at that. All right, man, we want you to hang out for a little bit more. We're going to take a little uh, little pause and then come back and talk about your future endeavors. And then also, he is a diehard Cleveland Browns fan as well, too. So we're going to get some thoughts on the Browns and the Raiders. The game will be played. It will not be played tomorrow. It will be played Monday at 2 o'clock. So we'll get some thoughts on that. And, of course, it is a football Friday here at the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas T.C. Martin Show.
2: This is Showtime Sean Porter. You know I'm tuning into the T.C. Martin Show
1: is he tuning in to the tc mark show he's here like he always is one of our favorite guests showtime sean porter the two-time welterweight champion of the world talking about his last fight of his career against terrence crawford four weeks ago a highly contested battle and if it wasn't for tyson fury and deontay wilder three we would say crawford porter was probably fight of the year
2: no (laughs) no no uh I still – I think that T.O. Lopez and uh, George Gambosis was uh, – oh, there you go. I think that that's right that, of the year. That
1: was just a couple of weeks ago as yeah. is, is well too. Yeah. All right. Showtime, Sean <laughs> Porter in the house here. All right, man. Uh, you've got some other stuff uh, that's going on here. Hey, and wow, I guess I one more question regarding uh, the retirement. I know that – and you mentioned it. You know, you thought that you would probably have – you know, would not be fi- – you'd fight more than once a year. Was it, you know, led to the retirement of maybe not being as active – as you want to, the business side of boxing, or was it just? I know it really wasn't a lack of the desire, but I'll let you mm-hmm. speak on that. Family. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're building a family. You've got you know you know two young kids now and everything. Uh, what? What? Or was it all of the above or none of the above? No,
2: you know what? That had no that had no bearing going on. Uh, you know how I felt about uh, the way my, my my career was going. Anything like that at all? You know, uh, it, it's funny. You would think that I'd be looking at my watch like, man, this is taking too long. But it just, for me, it was a matter of I wanted to be in the biggest fights that, that, that could be made. And I felt like the mission, again, the mission was accomplished after those big fights were had. Um, you know, even when way back in 2016 when I fought Keith Thurman, that was the, the mindset back then. That back then it was, okay, it's starting. You know what I mean? Like the, the, your, your legacy, it's starting now. And it started in 2016. You know, so, um, you know, I think that uh, it capped. In 2021.
1: All right. We've talked about this so many times before. you I was going to say you're one of the few, but you're really the only guy that was still fighting actively in world championship fights, but then you also have a dual career as a broadcaster because the broadcasting career has really taken off. I mean, you know, with Fox and, and you know, and you've done Showtime, NBC did the Olympics uh, and everything. Even, I mean, Dazone, right? Yeah, La- last week. DAZN, it, yeah. So, I mean. Yeah so the broadcasting is this something now where you see yourself that you want to become full-time and even get more enthralled into it because I know before it was tough I mean you're training and then you're doing fights and you're you're kind of living that 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 double life there yeah, we were, is it broadcasting or is it something else that you wanted we
2: were pretty selective with uh, what how, how, how much time I was spending doing the broadcasting mm-hmm. um, more, more most of the broadcasting were there were weeks at a time mm-hmm. And uh, we were selective uh, when I had to be and when I had to train and things like that. Now that the boxing's done, I'm 100% going to do that. I'm going to try to get as much work as I can, get as much experience as I can, allow enough people to see me and hear my voice so that they want to see and hear me when they don't see me on the other platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, Beyond that, uh, you know, everything that I'm going to do now, I can do until I'm gone. And that's not something that you can say about boxing, you know. So uh, I'm talking about acting. I'm talking about being a, a proactive advocate for the sport of boxing. Um, I'm, I'm going to hopefully do some things to change this sport, the way the sport, the business side of the sport is ran, the way that some of the athletes uh, compete in the sport. You know, uh, I have a sports life coaching certification. So I can sit down and do that with other athletes and, and, uh, and entertainers, you know. So I am literally just going to enjoy life. I'm going to help. I told my dad when I said, man, I want to I wanna make so much. Enough money boxing so that anything I do when I'm done fighting, I want to do it because I love it. Right. Not because it's the check. Right. And uh, everything I do after this is because I love it. Not because right. of the check.
1: I know you said you just got back from Washington, D.C. And you're involved yeah. in a film project. Yeah, a movie yeah. project. Yeah, Talk a little yeah. bit about
2: that. We got a uh, – I'm, I'm involved with the movie. I, I have the leading role of this, this movie. It's called Round One. Um, we're looking to get it funded right now, but basically it's about a boxer who is an Olympic hopeful, expected to win gold medal, expected to, to move on into the pro ranks and be everything that you can be as a professional fighter. He gets re- arrested as a teenager and sent to jail for 10 years. Someone else takes his place, does everything he's supposed to do, but he gets out of jail and everybody's like, oh, yeah, remember remember Vince? He's, he's not in jail anymore. You wouldn't be anywhere if he hadn't gone to jail. You know, and this guy's like, I, I can't this guy, Vince is, is still hanging over my head and he's been gone for 10 years, you know? So, um, there's, there's that antagonist and the protagonist mm-hmm. there where, where this guy who's done everything in the sports, like, well, I still got to fight this guy and beat this mm-hmm. guy. My, my, mm-hmm. my career isn't done until I beat that guy, you know? And, right. you know, there's also, you know, the, the drama side of the movie as well. So mm-hmm. it's a really well-written film. Um, I got people in Hollywood that have written it, that have read it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, yeah, you need to go for this. <laughs> and this is de- definitely going to start the, that, uh, movie, the movie career for me.
1: And you find out firsthand that uh, uh, boxing in in the movie world yeah. is a little bit different than
2: the real boxing, right? Yeah. How yeah. difficult is that? Because you're you're not connecting with anybody in the ring, right? Yeah. You know why it was difficult? <laughs> uh, because. It's it, and and the camera really helps because you want to. I told her, I said, Man, I'm not, I'm I'm cool with getting hit, but then once we start doing I didn't want want to get hit. Yeah, I didn't want to get hit. And so it's like, you know, I'm moving a little fast and, 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 you know, trying to get out of the way and things like that. And it's like, Man, I don't know how they simulate this stuff, but then. Mm. Once you see what the camera captured, yeah. it, it makes everything look real. It makes everything look like it's legit. Yeah. And uh, that was the number one premise of this movie: is they wanted a a real boxer to to play the lead role in this film. They wanted to make this movie as authentic as possible to yeah. boxing. And you know, I think they found the right guy. All right.
1: Yeah. In the four weeks since you've officially retired, how many people have said to you? You know boxers really don't retire,
2: Sean. You know. Oh, I hear you, that from you, everybody. Right? Exactly. What's, I, your, what's your response? Are you going to you the,
1: gonna come back, Sean?
2: I went to the barber shop uh, <laughs> last night, the night before, and the guy says, "Are you enjoying your first retirement?" Oh, there we <laughs> and, and so when I caught it, I laughed. Yeah. It was like, "What are you talking about?" You know, um, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore, you know. And and I can smile and, and be satisfied with everything that I've done, and the fact that I know that there's just so much more that I can do and that I want to do. That uh, you know, I got no worries in life, man. You got it. Yeah.
1: Well, always appreciate you, man. And like I said, this is uh, just a I'm about a to find out if
2: being if being a champion is what got me up here at this table so, <laughs> so many times. That's no, what I'm you'll, about you'll to find out. you'll be here all the time. No, no. Not even close, man. I think you know <laughs> me better than that. So
1: uh, I've always appreciated you as as a fighter, but more importantly, just as a friend. And, uh, yeah, you know, much, much love, man. And, and I, I'm happy for you because, like I said, you, we man. all have known boxers and athletes yeah. that, um, you know, have suffered from CTE and just they're they a shell of themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that's not the case with you. You have all your faculties. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're very intelligent. You're very smart. You have you. a future uh, doing whatever you want. So just much props to you, my man. I
2: have a future in singing. But I'm not going to sing right now, but happy birthday, my man. (laughs)
1: That's right. Happy happy birthday tomorrow, TC. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. You got it. Uh, Browns. Are, they, are, are you guys making the playoffs?
2: No. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> Brian, can you believe that we've heard this yeah, from him? He's man. usually
0: he's the eternal optimist. He is, but I said at the same time last week with the Raiders, and I got booed here when I said they're done. <laughs> you did.
2: <laughs> I got someone asked me to come on the radio and talk Browns Ra- Raiders on Monday. I said, I can't do it because I know me. I'm too invested yep. emotionally, I'm going to pour it out, and I'm going to make myself look bad. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not. I don't even want to talk Browns right now. Okay, that's cool. I I, I don't even want to talk. No, nope, not doing it. That's it. <laughs> he's, dro- he's dropping the mic. Yeah. This is first because he loves talking Browns. I think this. Okay, so I'm getting. I I'm fine with the year not going the way that, that I right. expected it to go. Okay. But when I see the holes and I and I'm not a I'm not a, a, a expert. But when I feel like I see holes that could be improved and fixed with no problem and you don't make those moves those changes yeah. now it's all on you. You know? I'm getting upset. Okay. (laughs) Browns, Raiders. Who wins? You know what? This is a toss-up game. I mean, um, forget even even let's let's take C19 out of the picture. I still think it's a toss-up game. Raiders started hot. It's most must-win for both teams and cooled too. Cooled off, yeah. And Bows, they still could get in the playoffs with a win. Yeah, well, I know that they can. I know <laughs> that they can, but they won't. <laughs> there, I mean, I'm doing it. This is year. the I ultimate mean, disappointment. I'm so mad this year. <laughs> I never heard him say this about the Cavaliers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: All right, brother. I appreciate you as always, man.
2: It's going to be a good game.
1: All right. All right. Showtime Sean Porter in the house. Two-time welterweight champ. Much
0: love, brother. Love you, man. Thank I'll you. see you guys Thank later. You. Right? Sean, Thank what you. again was the name of that movie that you're on?
2: The name of the movie is Round, Round? One.
0: Round One. Yes, sir. We
2: just filmed a teaser. I'll make sure that, that TC gets the teaser. You'll see it, of course, BB. Mm. And um, we're going to look to get that teaser out. To Lionsgate, Netflix, Prime Video—I mm-hmm. mean, all across the board. Hopefully, somebody's gonna um, fund this bad boy, mm-hmm. and you'll see me on the big screen soon.
0: Yeah. I like it.
2: Yeah, I yeah, like, I like it, it too.
0: You know, boxing movies done pretty well historically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Can beat that. Don't, don't be a stranger.
1: You know, we're gonna come back here and have some food. Hey, whenever you call. And and Double B says you're gonna get on the ice
0: skates too. Oh. And he mentioned the barber shop, but he hasn't been to this barber That's shop. That's true. You have well, not I'm been to, to this barbershop. You shop. go to this barbershop, and you can sing.
2: All right. That's all true. All right. <laughs> That's all right. it. All right. We got some dates then, huh? There you go, brother. Right, let's go for it. Thanks. Later. It is Showtime. Sean Porter
1: in the house. All right. got to love it. All right, Double B, we've got uh, plenty to talk about. we got football to talk about. We've got bowl games, our best bets, coming up next hour. And, again, appreciate my guy, Showtime, Sean Porter, for joining us today. We always talk about, Sean, class act.
0: The best. The best. The best thing that I've heard is that he's uh, he's walking away from the sport. He took on everybody that he could in the division. And and why hang around and, and uh, you know, either have your skills deteriorate or have your uh, your, your faculties fall apart? And uh, uh, we've seen it so many times, uh, not only with boxers, but with uh, football players and, and, and athletes that have just hang hung around too long. And uh, I think this is going to stick. I don't think it will be his first retirement. I don't think it's going to be his, his farewell tour. I don't think it's going to be the 17th uh, Eagles Farewell tour type right. of thing. So uh, <laughs> uh, I think this was uh, a, a brilliant move by Sean, and he's positioned himself to be there. He's gotten involved uh, in broadcasting and and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and other things, so uh, uh, excited for his next chapter. Yeah,
1: absolutely correct. And again, you know, for a guy like him who is basically walking out at, at, at its peak, you know, and you know Manny Pacquiao, you could say that too, but Manny obviously has 10 years on Sean uh, as far as age, and and probably 50 fights on Sean as well too. And a lot of people are saying Manny, you sure you wanna you wanna walk away? But he's got other endeavors. But with Sean, like I said, it's it's uh, for a lot of people, they they were shocked that he said, hey, I'm I'm done, and knew that this was going to be it uh, for him as well too. Because like I said, he's he could still fight at a very very high level. But it's great because, again knowing him as well as we know him and, and and the friendship it's great to see a person now just not have to take any more punches and now can live his life the way he wants to live you know with his family and do the things that he uh, wants to do professionally as well too so i'm with you i think it's it, it's beautiful to see that it puts a smile on my face i was very sad that night uh because of the way the fight went down but then afterwards i walked out of that press conference going like I'm happy for him. And then now, you know, being with him today, I feel the exact same way.
0: Yeah, it's great to see. I mean, it's just been a short four weeks, but you could see the excitement in his face. uh, And, and you know, he still has time for everybody. During the the break, a few people came up and wanted to shake his hand and uh, take a picture with him, and he's happy to do that because uh, uh, they admire him of what he's done in his career and look forward to seeing what he does in the future.
1: All right. Uh, We mentioned the, the ice rink here at the Cosmopolitan. It is that time of year again, and we've got tickets or passes to give away for that. Uh, Anyone here in the Cosmopolitan, you can come over here, sign up. We're going to have a drawing at the end, and all of our listeners out there, real simple, just hit me on Twitter at TCMartin21. Uh, Follow, retweet, And then give us your best bet for the weekend. Give us your best bet, and then we'll have a drawing for that as well, too. So we've got tickets we'll be giving away for the next week or so uh, here at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. The ice rink, it is fantastic. Double B, you know how I feel about it. I, I love going up there at least once or twice. Uh, you know, during the four or five week span that you guys have it open. And uh, I love my hot chocolate. I'm not a big ice skater, but I just like hanging out. The vibe is fantastic. And uh, I know you love getting up there. You've been on the rink a couple times already, but just a great experience. And you guys do a fantastic job here up on the fourth floor outdoors. The ice rink is just one of a kind.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it really is. It's, it's a special thing for us. It's our 10th year doing it. Uh, We even did it last year, very controlled during the, the, the peak of COVID, but this year, uh we've added some new things up there uh with the uh the chalet and all that fun stuff mm-hmm. and uh you know to skate around at night or even during the day and you're kind of going up right down the las vegas boulevard it's pretty cool <laughs> we do fun things like movies on monday and tuesday mm-hmm. night which is good for the families and uh we got a vegas golden nights night coming up here soon so uh mm-hmm. Very exciting. We're going to be there till January 2nd. Uh, then, of course, we've got to start getting ready for pool season. That comes at us very quickly here in Las <laughs> Vegas. So we got to get the deck ready and all that. But uh, it is a special thing for us here at the Cosmopolitan, and uh, uh, we enjoy it up there. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. Uh, great venue, so get there. And, again, if you want to win tickets, uh, hit hit me on Twitter at TCMartin21. And, again, uh, uh, follow, retweet, and uh, give us your best bet, who, who you like on, on Sunday. You don't have to win to get the tickets. You don't have to win. Or if you're here today, Come on by the sports book. We've got people already signed up here. We'll have a drawing uh, at the end of the show here today.
0: Just, TC, can you believe there's already a bowl game in the books? Yeah, I know, right? In the books. Not, did yeah. David, I think he's going to pick that one right now. David Nori. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My man. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And usually
1: at this time, we're getting ready to go to the Las Vegas Bowl. Yes. But, but that's now pushed back you know, to a couple weeks. Uh, again, uh, the Big Ten, the Pac-12. And uh, the SEC coming next year, Allegiant Stadium, can hardly wait for that. So uh, I'm so glad that, you know, because the Las Vegas Bowl really kicked off the bowl season. Now the Las Vegas Bowl, and we had Johnson Sendi here last week, the executive director, we talked about how this is so fantastic that now it's on December 30th, you know, especially with New Year's Eve and everything that goes on New Year's Day here in Las Vegas. Uh, we're two weeks away from that.
0: I can't wait for the Las Vegas Bowl. In fact, we need to move the show to here on the Las Vegas Bowl that day. Done. for That's that's a Thursday, correct? Done, correct. Because the, next, the, next, the next day yeah. we'll be at the Knights game, yeah. and then, of course, all the New Year's stuff will be a little bit yeah. messy to get here. Mm-hmm. So let's do that, and we'll go straight to the game. Go straight well, to my, the game. You know what? We'll, we'll do a little pre-game at click first. Oh, and then we'll go to this. the game.
1: Music music to my ears. <laughs> music to my ears. Fantastic. Okay, speaking of the Golden Knights, uh, 5-2 a victory over... Uh, New Jersey last night, the Devils. 5-3. I'm sorry. 5-3. They
0: they made it 5-4, but the goal was disallowed. Uh, Really testy game at the end there. Some uh, some, uh, uh, rough stuff Mm -hmm. at the end, and even uh, our, our goalie. I wouldn't want to mess with our goalie by the way. <laughs> he takes that mask off and his hair's every which way yeah, and he's yeah. got the tattoo, he's six six, he's two seventy. Yeah. yeah, don't mess with him. Robin Leonard's kinda large. Yeah, he's a big man, but I'll tell you they, they must have done something to aggravate him because he was he was a little hot and bothered. Yeah. It must be weird for Brochard to go in the game for fifteen seconds. Right. Here, right? I mean, <laughs> uh but it was it was a nice game. They they didn't play great for sixty minutes. Yeah. Uh, the Devils Gave were up a goal in the first minute, minute and a well, half, right? The Devils were a yeah. team that was desperate. I mean, right. they'd just been embarrassed on their home ice by, by Philadelphia right. a few nights before. Right. And so, you know, they come out real strong. And you have to withstand that first push. And we didn't. Uh, it was nice to see uh, Dylan Coglin get on the board and some of the, and right. Carrier and some of the other little more uh, unsung uh, players on the team. Uh, it wasn't all Pacioretty and Stone and, and uh, the Chandler-Stevenson line doing it, although they did look very, rather good. The team is gutty. They're 18 wins now. That's okay. the best in the division. Right? Can you believe that? Can you believe we're saying that with what we saw earlier in the year?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, and
0: three wins in a row right now,
1: and playing some good hockey. Well, I mean, they're relatively only, healthy.
0: Relatively healthy. You still got Nolan Patrick out, and you still yeah. got uh, Martinez out, Alec Martinez. But they are relatively healthy. They play back to back, so I think mm-hmm. tonight, am I am I right? They play tonight yeah. in in New, New York. Right. So they got to go At the Garden. A yeah. long trip from uh, Newark mm-hmm. to Madison Square Garden there. <laughs> Uh, which I've done that trip a couple I, of times. I know.
1: I was going to say, aren't you Aren't you glad that uh, you're here now and instead of going? Because you wouldn't want to go see the Devils uh, this year, you know? You wouldn't want to go back to that arena. Well,
0: you know what? I, I have checked that off. It was a great arena, yeah. by the way. It really is. They did a great job in Newark in that arena. The product isn't overly great this year, yeah. uh, but I, I would go back if they got better. But I want to see all the arenas, right. you know, so I can't wait to get back on the road. It's a little tricky right now. I've do, I do enough traveling as it is. Exactly. Uh, yep. But uh, it's, 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 yep. it's, it's a great trip. It really is to see the New York teams in, in action. Yeah. And uh, the Knights are, are playing well. Two straight road wins, and hopefully uh, you know, parlay that to another one tonight. Quick they, foul. Now, remember, this is their first game against Gallant. That's true. And Ryan Tur- Reeves on the other side. Yes. So that will be an interesting Tur- thing. Yes, uh, truba has been smacking people around, too. So I think Truba mm-hmm. might uh, – yeah. I'd like to see him go into it with McNabb a little bit. That would be yeah. kind of
1: fun. The Turk on the other side with the Rangers. Yeah, the t- Turk,
0: Turk is – I mean, he, he's such a – he's like an icon here in yeah. Las Vegas for what he did that first year. Oh, I, uh, I, I love uh, very, beloved, our, coach, very our, beloved coach, very our, beloved coach, yeah. and uh, um, you know, didn't work out overly, you know, 100% mm-hmm. for him, but it happens with coaches in the, in the NHL. You know it. Mm-hmm. Look what just happened this morning. You saw it.
1: I was just going to say. I was going to so,
0: have you comment on the Winnipeg Jets losing their coach after nine seasons. So, uh, you know, I, Trevor, my buddy Trevor, yeah. can't stand Paul Maurice. Yeah. Tre- can't stand him. Tre- Trevor, the, the minor league referee. Yes, yeah, so he came out right. with some choice words for him today, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, you know, let's let's back off a little mm-hmm. bit. He had a pretty good nine seasons. He's seventh all-time mm-hmm. in in NHL wins as a coach. He's only 54, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's, he's basically our age, mm-hmm. my age. You're yeah. a little older than <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Tomorrow <it>. even older. <laughs> Had to say that. <laughs> But uh, I like Paul Maurice. Uh, the team has underachieved a little bit. Uh, most recently they looked horrific at home against Buffalo. Uh, lost 4-2, to two, really a lackluster effort. Uh, they've shored up their defense, and they've got just the best offensive punches you might have in the league. And, uh, you know, it, maybe it's time for a change is what it just came down to. After nine years, uh, Paul Maurice said, he acknowledged that he's not the guy to lead these guys any further. They, they, they've, they've peaked with what he's got, and uh, you know maybe they'll get somebody new that could do that. Right now, it's interesting because Dave Lowry has taken over as the interim coach, and his son Adam is on the team. Right. So that's that's pretty pretty cool thing there. Right. Um, they're, they're, they're only 13 and 10 I uh, expected a little more out of them at this point they're up and down, uh, their goaltending's just a, a little shakier than it normally is uh, but with the stuff that they've improved on defense, um, you know you got to show up every day and, and they certainly didn't against a, a Buffalo team that's really struggled this year
1: as double b with your winnipeg jets update our, our so our fans in canada they, they they love that they're hearing that right now but they do the, but the go, golden knights playing the rangers tonight at msg and uh, that will uh, face off uh, when we're done at four uh, o'clock the rangers pretty impressive i mean you know 19 7 and 3 um they're playing uh, some some pretty good hockey and like we said uh, gerard gallant so it'll be uh, interesting to see the knights on the road So we look forward to that. All right, when we come back, we have got uh, football to talk about. We'll get you updated again. uh, The breaking news that uh, we led the show off with, the NFL's rescheduled three games, including the Raiders and the Browns. That game was scheduled for tomorrow at 1.30 and has now been moved to 2 o'clock Monday afternoon. Also, the NFL moved the Seattle Seahawks and the L.A. Rams into Washington and Philadelphia They will play on Tuesday. Same type of weird thing. You're going to have one afternoon game and one evening game. And I know that... uh you know, no one likes moving games, but uh, like you mentioned, Double B, you don't like uh, the alternate of, uh, of having to, to do a forfeit, which the the NFL talked about in the summertime that they are going to do this. But Tuesday football just doesn't sit right. We know that NFL coaches and players do not like playing on Thursday. You don't like playing two games in a matter of five days. And uh, now you're going to get into the, that situation with four teams having to play on Tuesday. And then, you know, you look at uh, – you know the Raiders in Cleveland, and we already have a Monday Night Football game. So basically, you got eight teams that are going to be playing on on short rest, and it towards the end of the season here, where, you know, people aren't teams aren't healthy to begin with, just injury wise, but then with COVID on top of this.
0: And Sean added a great point: seventeen games. Yep. You know, they got to play another game, so yep. this is this is difficult on them. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do something drastic. All right. You know, come come. Next week, maybe give everybody a bye and, uh, you know, and extend on. And extend the season? No. <laughs>
1: extend, well, you could. You could, el- you could can eliminate, you that,
0: you can eliminate that one gap week, right, Believe between me. Super Bowl. I,
1: I, I, you I'm know. sure it's been being discussed. It's exactly. All yeah. right. When we come back on the other side of the hour, Moreland Greenwood is going to join us, the former NFL linebacker. He played in the league for nine years. Love visiting with him. Also the director of the NFL alumni here in the Las Vegas chapter. He's in the house. And then also Marco D'Angelo will join us for best bets. Trevor Manich will join us via the phone. We'll give you the best bets. And, yes, three college plays, the early bowl games. We'll give you that and three NFL plays and our best bets coming up this week. T.C. Martin, Double B, Brian Benowitz, Showtime Sean Porter here today at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Back on the other side right here. It is the T.C. Martin Show on a fabulous Friday.